0: G'day, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Coach Mark Carroll podcast. Today, I'm with Sheridan. She's back once more.
1: Hi, guys. Good to be back.
0: So it's not just me this time, thankfully. (laughs) Um, So this week, guys, we're going to talk about nutrition. We're going to talk about fat loss and calorie deficits. And more specifically, we're going to talk about my kind of, I guess, the Coach Mark Carroll special, which is my tier system for fat loss. So in my programs, and this comes off today that we've just launched signups for our new challenge. So if you're um, hearing this this week, um, make sure you come be a part of our our challenge and you'll see how we do things really quite differently to, to majority of the challenges out there which are very generic one size fits all approaches to nutrition what we don't do is generic meal plans we don't kind of say this is one person's calories and this is then everyone's calories and stuff like that we use science to work out people's exact calories off their own goals their body weight their body fat their activity level all these things but also their personal preference so what i mean by that is you commonly hear that yes, to lose fat, you need to be in calorie deficit. And then you also hear the statement that, you know, people should do a 20% calorie deficit. So create a calorie deficit um, from reducing your calories from where your maintenance should be. And so commonly used approach is that 20% deficit. So what does that mean? For example, if you're having 2000 calories a day, a 20% deficit there would be then eating at 1600 calories. So What does this mean though for what I do and what we do in the challenges and stuff like that is that not everyone actually has to do this approach. Okay, so in a lot of my work, if you've done my programs or new to my methods, what I really like doing is I talk about tier systems. So we've got tier one, which is going to be more conservative fat loss. We've got tier two, which is going to be more moderate fat loss. And then tier three, which is going to be an aggressive fat loss strategy. Now, what does this mean? It just means the lower your calories, the greater the calorie deficit you create, the more aggressive we look at doing that. Now, people, I think, commonly think that an aggressive fat loss strategy means you're going to be losing all your muscle and it's just going to absolutely ruin your metabolism. And it's just the worst thing in the world. And you just have to be everyone losing on as many calories as possible. So this is something I used to think as well and preach but it's probably not the case. So Sheridan, when it comes to dieting, is an aggressive calorie deficit, someone around that 30, 35, 40% mark, going to be just a, a muscle wasting machine where they just lose all their muscle and stuff like that? And how can we also then look at a client wanting fast fat loss, but also preserving muscle mass?
1: Mm. It's a really good question because I think that, you know, the fitness industry as a whole has sort of started like what you said, Mark, where it was like, you know, really aggressive deficits are going to lead to the worst possible outcomes. You're going to rebound, you're going to gain weight, lose muscle, all of the bad things are going to happen. And, you know, through the research and everything, we've sort of, I think if you, if you look at it, we're sort of coming out of that and looking at it a little bit more practically. So there's a lot that you can say about this topic, but an analogy that I really like to use is thinking about like how quickly a rubber band rebounds is not really impacted by how fast you pull it, but how far it travels, right? So let me give you an analogy to help you understand that when we look at you know basal metabolic rate and we look at metabolic adaptation we know that when you lose your overall a lot of overall body mass it's going to impact how many calories you require to just simply exist right so people are like oh well aggressive dieting ruins your metabolism when that's not the case it's because you're a smaller human you require less energy to exist right so if I am a 70 kilo person and I lose 10 kilos and I'm now a 60 kilo person I'm going to require less energy than I did when I was 70 kilos just by simple fact that I weigh less so does it doesn't matter how quickly I got there or does it matter that I'm now a smaller person at 60 kilos Does that make sense? Um, Am I helping you to understand that?
0: Yes. So the way I would kind of answer that and kind of in my head kind of explain what I think you're trying to say is let's say someone goes from 80 kilos to 60 kilos, right? So if they lose 20 kilos, they're going to naturally experience some forms of metabolic adaptation, no matter what, if you you lose 20 kilos, you're going to be experiencing, obviously, because you weigh less, you're going to be expending less calories. Okay. But then you're also probably going to get hungry at some stage. Um, energy level is going to be a bit lower, your meat level is going to drop. But again, these are all responses to losing weight. But I think kind of what Sheridan is my interpretation of what kind of Sheridan's saying is my kind of understanding is. All those kind of negative adaptations of dieting basically are going to happen pretty much no matter what Mm -hmm. if you lose your amount of weight. It's just that if you do an aggressive approach, you're going to encounter those negative metabolic adaptations probably faster Mm -hmm. because you're getting results faster. It's just that you're probably going to encounter those same adaptations. Even you do a conservative approach, it's just going to seem like Longer away, just because you're not getting there as quick. If is that kind of where you yeah
1: exactly. So it's not how fast you stretch the rubber band. It's it's how how far you stretch the rubber band, right? So when we look at muscle loss and everything like that, so another argument is, well, in an aggressive deficit, you're going to lose muscle mass at a much faster rate than if you were to do it at a conservative pace, and. It really depends on the person. Are we looking at a person who is about to jump on stage at the leanest that they'll probably ever be in their life? Or are we looking at a person who has, you know, a bit of extra body fat? They may be overweight. They may not be overweight. But how much fat mass do they actually have compared to their lean body mass? So it's not not always appropriate to say well you're going to lose muscle mass at a faster rate if you just go to the aggressive deficit because when we look at the research if we compare you know one group that did a a really aggressive deficit for the same period of time and then we take another group who do a conservative deficit at the same period of time and we look at how much muscle mass that those groups lost then we're probably going to see that the 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 group who uh, actually lost more weight probably lost more muscle mass, right? But that's because they lost more weight overall. They are smaller humans. So if you took the group who did it at a conservative pace, but you told them to keep going to lose the same amount of weight as that aggressive group, they're going to have the same exposure of potentially losing just as much muscle mass. So if you if you do your resistance training, you, you um, make sure you're getting good quality sleep, you're consuming enough protein and you're you know, recovering um, in comparison to the amount of training that you're doing, whether you do aggressive or you do a conservative deficit, you're essentially going to end up at the same place. One just gets there faster than the other.
0: Yeah, so with that, I guess you could look at we're not we're not saying that hey everyone should just come and do a mm. 60% salary deficit. Hey, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just go as aggressive as possible because there there are going to be pros, but there are also going to be cons for some people. And some people will find one strategy much better mm. than another. And that's kind of what we're trying to get at: is that we want you guys to have options. And this is again why. I always put it back into my challenges and unlike most of them, which are so generic out there, is that I really try to create a place where people can make it about what they want, what they need and what will work best for them because there's so many ways to get great results. It comes back to kind of what will allow you to actually stick to the program the best? What will allow you to stick to um, that calorie deficit to actually get results? So it's all great to do any strategy, but if you're not doing it, as cliche as it sounds, you're not going to get the results you're after. So with an aggressive approach, yes, you can lose fat faster. And people go, oh, cool, that's me. I definitely want to lose a lot lot of fat. So therefore I should just do an aggressive approach. But fast fat loss then also probably does mean well, you're going to be majority of people probably a little bit hungrier because you're on lower calories. So this is why though, and that sounds, ah, ah, that's fine. Cool. That's fine. And so initially you might be fine with that, but over time when you're hungry and you're dieting and trying to get really, really lean, trust me, it's not super fun being hungry. So some people can manage hunger better than others. Some people can do really, really, really well in low calories and they get super hungry and they can just have that mindset of cool, I'm fine. I'm losing weight. I know this is fine. Other people like myself, when I get hungry, I'm a terrible dieter. I hate it. I hate <laughs> being hungry, especially late at night. So sometimes things that sound good, but I also like fat, fat, um, fast fat loss. So it's one of those things where you don't have to do necessarily one or the other. You can do a more moderate approach, which is generally where I do well in. It's going to be more of a 25, 30% calorie deficit. So I know I'm losing body fat, at a solid rate, but I also find that it's manageable for me where I can feel like I'm full. I can feel like I'm in a good place to still perform and work and stuff like that. So if the answer doesn't always have to be, you know, one or the other, you don't have to do super conservative where you have to lose at a snail's pace, but you also don't have to do crazy aggressive. There are benefits to both. And that's one of the things is that you want to find what will best suit your situation. Same with all my clients I work with privately still. I do many different deficits for different clients. Even people, they might be doing the same bikini comp, but the clients might be on different deficits even in the same way and stuff like that. Because I know some people do well with say more momentum at the start. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is if someone's in a pretty, they've fallen off the wagon a bit, Maybe we go a bit more aggressive at the start to get them some momentum. They lose a little bit of weight and then they feel better about themselves. They feel in the zone. And then I actually then bring calories up a little bit and slow things down. Another person, they might be, you know, do really, really well and just chipping away slow and steady wins the the race approach. And that's fine. So that's kind of the art of coaching. But also, if you're not coaching, it's just yourself finding what will work best for you. This is why it's good to try different methods, different strategies to Get experience of um, different tiers and see how you go and also understand that sometimes one tier might work really well at one stage in your life. Mm-hmm. but then another stage you might have them kids as Sheridan's had and stuff like that, and have less sleep and different different goals of you know what to what fat loss is or fitness to you is. so things can change and be fluid as well. So I guess we're saying that, Sheridan, we kind of spoke about, you know, ways to, if you're going to do an aggressive calorie deficit, something I look at doing is going, okay, if I'm going to be more aggressive, I'm probably going to bring people up more frequently. So do you kind of want to explain what we kind of mean by that? Because I think when I kind of say that, people get a little bit confused. So kind of explain how conservative, you could probably spend more time there without raising calories, but aggressive approach sometimes can be, a more cyclical approach to nutrition
1: yeah for sure so I think one thing that you've highlighted well Mark is it the method that you choose really comes down to the psychology of the person right so if you're a person who wants that momentum and you I say well actually I'm going to start you on a 20 percent deficit and you're losing quite slowly that can psychologically sort of Get you to tap out. You're like, I'm sick of this, right? But if we look at a 30% or an aggressive deficit, we are going to be having periods, like you said, you're going to have more hunger. You're going to have to be a little. I don't like to use the word restriction, but you're going to have to apply a little bit more restraint in the process, meaning you might not be able to go out with your friends as as frequently as you would if you were in a conservative deficit, or you might not be able to include foods that you really enjoy that are quite calorically dense. You You have to apply more restraint. At some point, you're probably going to see the negative adaptations of dieting. So maybe poor sleep, hunger is through the roof, really food focus, your training performance might be going down and your stress levels might be higher. Just natural fact that you're eating less and you um, have lost more body fat. So if you're going to get to that point a little bit sooner in an aggressive diet then that's where and we we recorded a podcast on this recently you know refeeds versus diet breaks and when you would use one or the other but bringing calories back up to maintenance to just sort of help you through that process so maybe we get training performance up maybe it's just a psychological break from you know the the dieting process and then you feel refreshed to go back into another aggressive sort of deficit um, so doing that sort of cyclical, low calories followed by high calories can one help adherence for some people. I know that I am a very, if I don't have a diet break nearby and I don't know when it's happening, I don't stick to the process very well. So adherence is quite hindered for me. Um, But two, it's just making sure that you're, you know, you're managing those biofeedback markers and making sure that you're doing well with the, the aggressive deficit. And when you're sort of getting to that point where you're, not adhering to it, performance is suffering, then you want to bring that client or yourself back up to maintenance to try and decrease some of those um, adaptations.
0: Exactly. With, and then with the tier system, guys, kind of we use in the challenge. What I kind of want to cover is that why I kind of got into this was actually I started it when I created my, I did a, I used to, do a seminar, a lecture called The Art of Gen Pop, Transformations. And this was about four four years ago. And I did it all around the world for coaches. Sheridan actually came to, I think, one of my courses. What a (laughs)
1: fangirl. Four (laughs) years ago,
0: Sheridan was sitting in the front row, asked for my autograph. I was like, wow, this chick's weird. (laughs)
1: Do you want to work for me?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just did not... She did not get rid of eye contact. Eye contact was constant. I don't think she blinked the whole day. <laughs> just stared at me in the eyes and wrote notes the whole time. Yeah. So that's crazy. Just be prepared for it. But no, so in the Gen Pop course, you know, that was kind of my big thing is I hadn't really seen people talk about that. Well, people come to you, you know, let's say you have 12 weeks to work with a client which is kind of what I was doing at the time. You know, a lot of coaches, you know, they sign up coach a client and they do, you know, a one-off session. And so I was trying to teach clients or coaches to be more professional and try to sign clients up for 12-week periods. And that's kind of what really made my name was all my great results with clients over 12 weeks. And something, you know, I needed to create kind of a system to teach coaches of how I did stuff was kind of explain that now like, well, yeah, but... How do you get such amazing results in 12 weeks? I'll show them my results. And and these are some of the most insane results I've ever achieved in my life with just the general population, just everyday people and over 12 weeks. And they will just absolutely incredible. And like they're they're really the best kind of work of my career. And what I used to say was that in the course and the lecture was that so many people didn't get results because they were just so used to just putting their clients on 20% deficits. And here I was getting people, you know, 8 kilos, 10 kilos, 12 weeks, um, 12 kilos of, of fat loss in the 12 weeks. And they're like, yeah, but if you do, how do you do that? And I was like, well, be, you're not achieving this with your clients just because, you know, they're not in the deficit, mm. which would actually lead to that rate of fat loss in 12 weeks. And that's important to understand is that, if you've got someone with higher body fat, trying to do, say, a twenty percent calorie deficit, most likely won't really hit um, anything hugely substantial for them in twelve weeks. So, a really blanket kind of average approach of looking at a twenty percent deficit is going to be around half a kilo a week of weight loss. So, half a kilo weight loss over six weeks of twelve weeks that could be six, five six kilos, which is great. But for some people who have much higher body fat, five six kilos might not be all that much. For some people, it might be an epic transformation. And other people, if they're, you know, 100 kilos and, you know, they want to be 25 kilos less, five kilos is not going to be hugely impactful for them over 12 weeks. So that was kind of where I came up with my tier system, educating coaches on, well, if clients have more weight to lose, then how much do they need to lose? What can be a realistic but also healthy um, approach? And that's where I really came up with my tier system because I wanted people to work out, well, hey, if I only need to lose three to four kilos over the next 12 weeks, then probably a conservative approach will work fine because it's going to, from the numbers, work well. If I want to lose six, seven, eight kilos, then maybe a moderate approach. But then if you've got someone who wants to lose eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 kilos in 12 weeks, then you just need to look at the numbers and know that a really conservative approach probably is not going to lead to the result thereafter. And that's where a lot of coaches were really going wrong because – they just weren't hitting the results their clients were after. And it all just came back to just because their numbers were off. And so um, even though they were, their clients were adherent to everything, that will fall in the training program, they're only getting a couple of kilos of weight loss and nowhere near the nine, 10, 11 kilos they wanted over those 12 weeks. And that's where I kind of was starting to educate coaches that, well, the only thing is off was that just the numbers were just not... Um, accurate for what their goals were and that's kind of where I go back to the tier systems and I push in the challenges and stuff like that is that if your goal is only to lose a couple of kilos then I'd normally say try to do it conservatively you know I would you rather you know diet on 2,000 calories or 1,500 calories if you wanted to lose weight then most most people would rather diet on more calories to get you know a couple of kilos off but if you have, for example, and I relay this back to kind of the challenge, or if you have a photo shoot or a wedding and it's in six weeks or seven weeks, then they're, they're, these are the perfect scenarios where you can go a bit more aggressive because you've got a kind of a short-term goal. And I think that's a, always a good approach to go, you know, what? I've got a short-term goal. I want to lose Six kilos in six weeks, I know probably a 20% deficit is not going to get me there. So, therefore, this is a good chance to go a bit more aggressive to try and hit my goal numbers. So, before I think people would kind of really just think, oh my God, it's so bad to go aggressive. It's going to be the worst thing in the world. You're going to put it all back on and stuff like that. But again, it's not just about what you do to get there. It's kind of then what you're going to be doing after you get the result, after you get your fat loss um, result. But The main thing take home was when I used to lecture and even in my challenges and stuff like that is it's okay to do a more aggressive approach. Just work out kind of how much weight you want to lose and try to break it up into short windows. But if you're after seven, eight kilos in eight, 10 weeks, super, super conservative approach might not get you there. So that's why just knowing that if I go Slightly a bit more aggressive, it could potentially allow me a better ability to hit my goal in a short period of time. But saying that, it's also not the best option because I think some people get want crazy weight loss, which is the issue as well. So it's kind of finding a fine line or like a, a sweet spot of understanding, you know, what's realistic, what's healthy, what's sustainable, and ask yourself all these things, and then what can I actually really stick to and get the best of both worlds but that's the point is that there's no real one kind of size fits all approach to dieting and that's something Sharon and I talk about a lot is that we like to give education out but as you can see there's no necessarily one right way you're not wrong if you do a 25% deficit you're not wrong if you do a 20% deficit you're not wrong if you do a 30% deficit there are many options and it's just really trying to find what will work best for you in your current situation, because your current situation is always fluid, you know? So if you have some stage in your life and you're new to it, maybe doing a more conservative approach could be great. Or if you're a more experienced lifter and you've died a lot, maybe a short aggressive approach is fine. So what do you kind of think, I guess, Sheridan, with have I'd say you've got a really new client who was super new to nutrition, never tracked before, um, kind of a mum, want to lose seven, eight kilos, where would you kind of look at going there?
1: Oh, that's a good question because I would be looking at the psychology of the the mum, right, and um, what is going to work best for her. So I feel like if you go a 20% conservative deficit for someone who doesn't really know how to track, doesn't really know much about nutrition, it doesn't leave them much of a buffer on those days that they maybe don't track or on the weekends when they're not tracking. Um, and that can easily put them into a surplus. So, you know, you can you can quite easily undo the deficit that you've had over two to three days just by a day or two of overfeeding. Um, so the answer to that question, Mark, is... It, it depends on the the client. Even if she's a mum, even if she's you know new to tracking, it would depend on the psychology of her, and I would get to know that. But from the get go, you know, I would probably look at seeing if I could um, get to know whether or not she's motivated by quick fat loss at the start, and I would probably use more of that aggressive. Or moderate at the start to see how she goes with that and then try and taper it to that more conservative because she you know is lacking sleep she might not be tracking accurately so she's putting herself in a surplus so it even with mums it depends
0: yeah so for me something I really like especially when you get a person a new client who comes to you and their real knowledge in nutrition is kind of seeing what they say in the news that, you know, 800 calorie diet or you have to fast or you have to do keto and stuff like that. So I like to get new clients and show them that they don't need to do those crazy extremes, but you also want to introduce them to say calorie counting, macro counting, but also feel like they're eating a lot of food. So one of my favorite things I do with getting results of clients. Oh, one of my favorite thing messages I get is when clients say, Wow, I didn't know I could lose weight on this many calories. And often then they're still in, you know, a 25% deficit. So it's more a moderate approach. So as Sharon said, I probably wouldn't go super, super conservative because what we like to do is we like to get a, a bit of buy-in. You know, you want people to mm. feel like the first few weeks that hey, you know what? This coach has given me this strategy and i'm doing it and i'm actually seeing results that's a great feeling for a client and a coach because they then see results and they create more buy-in and they believe in what they're doing they believe in you and they want to stick at it so if you go too conservative and let's say you get the TDE calculator a little bit off and Mm -hmm. the numbers are just not hitting and or they're going a little bit more than they think they're having they see no weight loss in the first few weeks then they start to doubt the process and then they to go back to, yeah. The, and then they might want to go back to those fad 700 calorie diets. So we want to get them away from that, but we also want to get them in a place where they go, you know, wow. Like I didn't realize, you know, before I've done a, a juiced cleanse, I've done this. Now you've got me on 1700 calories. I'm eating lots of fiber. I'm, I'm eating carbs. I'm having a couple of carb meals a day. I'm having bread and I'm feeling full. And all of a sudden, I'm losing weight consistently. And so for some people, a 25% calorie deficit can actually seem like a, a lot of calories mm. when they're so used to being preconditioned that you have to do, basically starve yourself to eat. That's what you get in the media. You have to do, cut everything out and all this stuff. So my kind of sweet spot personally is for kind of a new client, general population client is kind of showing them that we can find that around that 25% mark, that moderate kind of deficit mark where they can get fat loss, but there are also enough calories where they're feeling like they're actually eating and they're getting away from those fads. They're getting away from all of the bad stuff in the fitness industry. And that's where I think you get that real sweet spot where they're seeing progress, but they're also seeing that, wow, like I can eat, I can eat a lot of food. And so it's perception because 700 calories for one person who's a competitor and they're used to eating 3- 2,500 for a woman in an off season might not seem like a lot. But it's just that mentality you see that people are so conditioned to think that they have to cut carbs, they have to eat as low calories as possible to lose weight. And we also often want to get away from that and find that blend of education combined with results or combined with them realizing that, hey, I can actually eat to lose weight. I just need to get a certain amount of calories to achieve that, but I don't probably have to go as crazy low as I think.
1: Mm. yeah for sure because if you think of someone whose maintenance is 2500 calories and you put them on a moderate 25 percent deficit they're still eating between 1900 to 2000 calories like for someone and, who's and
0: with, and with that though like i'm sure you've probably experienced it when you get women even guys actually cause I've, we, since we released our free tde tdee calculator guys if you want to use that on our website you often get people being like oh my god like that's that's my TDE. Like, I can eat this many calories and maintain. I've yeah. been eating X calories and so far below. And a lot of people just don't realize that they can actually eat a lot more calories than they think to maintain weight and yeah. even lose weight. A big issue is that often they do these extremes and they go crazy, crazy, crazy low calories in the deficit and then they can't stick to it. And then they go binge and eat way 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 over and then they think they put on weight on low calories but in that actual fact they're actually just eating a lot more than they think
1: yeah overall they're eating a surplus and another another podcast that we recorded was five reasons you're not losing fat in a deficit so if that if that resonates with you go and listen to that podcast because there's lots of cool little nuggets in there but i think you know the takeaway from this podcast is that it's It's context dependent and you need to trial what works for you. And remember that, you know, a deficit isn't supposed to be sustainable over a long period of time. So you don't, you know, you can go into an aggressive deficit and having to apply more restraint, having to cut out more food groups to be able to stick with that deficit. But that doesn't mean that that's where you should stay forever because that's ultimately just a phase. I call dieting a phase. It's not a lifestyle. And we shouldn't be treating dieting as if it is a lifestyle. It's a, you know, get in, get it done for some people. If you're able to adhere to an aggressive deficit and it's better for your psychology, then you can go for that. If you're someone who travels a lot for work or you are quite social and you like having higher calories, then go for a conservative. But it's, yeah, there's no black and white. It depends what works for you.
0: Exactly. And even on different body fat levels and stuff like that you know you can be really lean and enjoy aggressive diets deficits and that can be a good approach and you can have higher body fat levels and feel better on conservative approach and just know it's going to be a little bit slower and you know slow and steady wins the race main point i guess to finish with and wrap up guys is just to say that remember nutrition more than anything should be very individualized personal mm it's it's something that over time you'll get better and better at with practicing and you'll find things that work really well for you, but they might not work for your sister, your brother, your partner. Um, you'll find as a coach, a lot of different clients, even your advanced clients will have very different um, takes on what they feel good on and we spoke about this in another podcast about diet breaks and refeeds Sharon and I did where we spoke about how some clients love diet breaks others don't so big thing is trial and error goes a long way so try things give things time to work though but just try things be open to something different because you often be surprised that hey you know what this approach doesn't work for me but all of a sudden I'm trying now an aggressive approach of it aggressive three weeks and then a one week diet break and all of a sudden I feel really good in that I feel really motivated for three weeks to go down but then I look forward to that week up over like just the constant rigors of just long-term dieting but on the flip side it could be the exact opposite but there's many ways to do it there's many ways to get results and we just want to as always give you knowledge and understanding that you know the power really is in your hands to take control and get great results and just know that What someone else does does not always have to be what you do to get great results. So with that guys, as always, thank you very much. Thank you, Sheridan. You're welcome. And we will um, hopefully um, catch you next week. And remember, obviously, our challenge just released today, the new challenge. We're really excited for this one. And if you want to come see why we've had, I think, over 35,000 people do my challenges the last two years, then come be a part of it. And let's do some epic things over the eight-week period. Thanks, guys.